0: Guys, I'm uh, Melvin. Welcome back to our UK podcast, a podcast where we use our voices and hopefully to inspire you to use yours too. And today we have a very special guest. She wears many many hats. She's a podcaster. She has she's an MC and also a uh, Swifty and also what else? Influencer. What We're else? Getting
1: like the main one. Radio announcer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes radio answer is
1: my main thing
0: welcome (laughs) kalista how's your day today productive Uh,
1: pretty chill pretty chill it's been a while since i had a chill day so it's it's good and now i'm just like sitting on a couch lounging with you so
0: okay one question uh have you been on other people's podcasts before
1: you know what no no this is the first time like the roles have been reversed usually i'm Ah. the one asking the questions yeah not i,
0: pressured. <laughs> I super pressured
1: you're my first podcast oh my god oh, i love yeah.
0: it okay. okay um so do you remember when did we first met
1: i remember you were opening for a korean artist um named james james and we met backstage
0: yeah okay that was, well, like that was long time years, ago
1: six years ago
0: six years ago five Twenty sixteen, I think.
1: Because it was one of my very first things. I, w- I remember being really um, nervous to host it. And that's why I asked Keanu to come and be my co-host. It ah, yeah, was yeah, supposed to be Keanu. just me. Yeah, and I was really, really nervous. And then um, I met you backstage and luckily everything went fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was pretty nervous that day too. Because like I was doing like a performance thing.
1: There were a lot of people there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to know a little bit of your backstory. Mm-hmm.
1: Where would I start? I was born in the UK. My mom's from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically stayed there till I was about seven. Then I moved to Sabah. Mm-hmm. So my dad's uh, Sabah and Chinese. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the interesting part was when I first moved here, I got thrown into like a Chinese school.
0: So you can speak Chinese?
1: I can speak Chinese now. <laughs> <laughs> there were two years of my life that I had no idea what was going on at any given time because... Uh. I didn't speak the language and it was a proper Chinese school. Nobody spoke anything else.
0: But how did you pick up the language? Because like everyone, already, everyone else already knows Chinese, right?
1: I don't even really remember the transition. Like I remember not knowing anything. And then in primary two, my teacher was like, no. If you need to go to the washroom, you need to ask me in Chinese. So the only thing I remember is scrambling around the class, being like, "How do I say it? How do I say it?" Lao I to And then finally, I could go and pee.
0: <laughs> but were your classmates helpful though? Were mm. like, they like were they nice or like were they?
1: To be honest, I don't have a lot of memories. Okay. But I don't remember anyone being particularly mean.
0: Okay. Yeah, That's maybe good. I,
1: I didn't understand. <laughs> don't That's know good. but everyone was pretty okay yeah but i don't remember the transition i remember not knowing how to speak s- finding out how to say i need to go to the to the toilet and then being able to be fluent in the language so it was a very weird transition mm. yeah
0: like magic
1: kind <laughs> of i feel like that happens a lot in my life like i go from not knowing something to doing it every single day a lot like even uh, with radio like i was i used to have really bad stage fright mm-hmm. like i was that one that if you put me on stage i'd Halfway freeze And have to run off So if you ask me If I would be a radio announcer When I was younger The answer would I would just laugh There's no way
0: I don't know I, yeah, I used to have such fright too Like I couldn't even bear To like stand in front of A group of people Like when, when I have to like uh, Present something Or it's when I say hard. something Like when someone Invited me to like Say something Like for example Birthday celebration mm-hmm. Like everyone just Look at you I just feel tense Yep Like um, <laughs> Make your wish I'm like what the fuck <laughs>
1: No, I don't Stop know what else what should I say <laughs> <laughs> no a friend asked me to be her um, you know especially Chinese you always have someone who's, who gives like a wish to a friend during like a wedding right mm-hmm. And I was like you're you, you're, you're a radio announcer you're an MC you do it mm. it was so difficult for me yeah I feel like when I'm on stage I have to put on a, a, a different mask I have to
0: different persona yeah well you have to because it's, it's not really you you but are you always this like talkative I mean like as in like you are very good with your words and stuff like that or are you just like even I with your friends
1: say I'm good with words I say I like to talk <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you like to
0: talk about the things that you like
1: I've noticed uh, i was the last to leave anyway <laughs> when they were like oh you want to do this podcast like if you if you if you don't have enough to say don't worry we don't have to fill the time outside that's not going to be the problem here <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to ask us to shut up
0: <laughs> okay so back to your childhood i mean mm-hmm. like because uh, you're a mixed child right yeah so did you notice any differences uh, growing up you know being neither here or there mm. like does it make you feel anything different than other people or did you get like different treatment or like you feel like Mm
1: -hmm. i feel like you definitely don't fit in anywhere like for me it was always like i'm too white to be you know fully chinese but i'm also too asian to be fully white and like your thinking is always different Mm -hmm. there's definitely parts of me that are like super asian Mm -hmm. but there's also parts of me that are like super western as well so it's like there's parts of you that are accepted, and parts of you that people just don't really get. I feel, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Then how do you like uh, take care of that? The sort of feelings, like how do you just ignore them and just be yourself? Um, do you still have that that problem right now? Like, do you still have the scenario? Yeah,
1: I, I definitely um, deal with a lot of um, feelings where I don't fit in. Like, I I feel like it's never. I'm never anywhere. I kind of belong. Mm -hmm. But I guess the good, good and maybe bad part is I'm also kind of, I'm prone to living in my own bubble. Mm. So like sometimes a lot of things happen, I don't even notice. So I can be kind of oblivious. Like I'm that person who won't notice when like things are happening. You know, like, you know, like when you're younger, like, oh my God, did you see that guy was like looking at you? Mm -hmm. I didn't. I did not see that guy was looking at me. I did not pay attention at all. So I think not being not belonging but also being able to just live my life has been a kind of like a blessing in disguise.
0: Mm, mm. It's only when
1: something particular comes up then I'll sit uh,
0: mm-hmm. like right on your face. Yeah. Then you have to deal like with it. Like if
1: someone says something, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. I notice everything.
1: Oh, that was very be. exhausting.
0: It's like you know every single thing like even like a small gesture I can roughly tell like what's that person is feeling mm. like if they like me or don't like me i probably can sense
1: see i can tell like so if we're talking like the bubble is here mm-hmm. so like anything that's happening outside i'm probably not noticing and unless like something somebody drops something or somebody like just runs across and appears in front of me like other than that i don't notice anything but in this bubble like, like when you say something like i can tell like what you're feeling or whatever
0: but i can go to the extent where we are like you know for example eating with a big group of people mm-hmm. like oh, in a no. restaurant I can tell from far with that person Mm. whether whether he likes me or not. No, usually I
1: (laughs) I'm very I'm very focused on the person that I'm. I I wish I could be like you. You know, like
0: life could be more simpler and happier. Probably, I can
1: imagine that. Yeah, I think like especially like in this day and age, because everyone's doing so many things, like overthinking is is a problem for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I I don't like I definitely like overthink a lot of things, but. Um, I'm also able to block out a lot of things.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you have any siblings?
1: I have a younger brother.
0: Younger brother. Yeah. So, is he like? Uh, what is he doing now?
1: Um. He's in jewelry. He's in the jewelry line. He's the mm. manager. He's. he lives in well. KL now. Yeah, we're both in KL.
0: Um, yeah, we're both
1: very close. So. Very close.
0: Very close. <laughs> so your first job, mm-hmm. your first job right after uni. Uh huh. Is hits.
1: Um. Or like you well, tried I didn't. Else? I didn't go to uni.
0: You didn't go to uni.
1: I didn't go to uni. Um, So I told you I was born in the UK, right? Yeah. So there were like a lot of issues and I only got my IC when I was like 22 years old.
0: 23 years old.
1: 22. 22. So like I wasn't able to go to uni. Uh So there was like a big five-year gap in my life when everyone was like kind of moving on and I was kind of just like floating around for a while.
0: So you were, you have been using your UK passport or something?
1: See, I couldn't do that because if I got my UK passport, I wouldn't be able to get my IC. So I was like in this limbo. where I wasn't able to do anything. So I, I also feel like that's how um, sometimes I feel like I don't act like my, um the people of the same age because like my my life kind of started five years later. Mm-hmm. Like there was this five-year mm-hmm. gap. Mm-hmm. So when everyone was finishing uni, I just got my IC.
0: Okay.
1: And that was the first time I was able to leave Sabah and come to KL and... Things so like you that.
0: started working right after high school?
1: Yeah, I was doing like part-time stuff. Um, but I basically fell into doing events.
0: Doing events, mm-hmm. like MCing?
1: Um, organizing events. But <laughs> that's how I had to start MCing. Because you know, like you do events and you're like, oh no, we don't have an MC. You do it. It was the worst because like I said, but I had why like does it stage five. you it. Like, you've got good English.
0: Well, okay.
1: It was. I mean, I'm. I'm grateful for it now.
0: But but did they pay you extra though? <laughs>
1: of course not. <laughs> it's part of ah. your job, though. <laughs> also, don't forget. Like I was like literally part time. I technically was not supposed to be working because I was technically undocumented. So. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. But how did they pay you? Like, didn't. They have to ask, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay your taxes.
1: But yeah, I mean, that was like when I was like 18. Because uh, I also went to Chinese school. So uh-huh. I finished SPM at, at 18 instead 18. of 17. Okay. So yeah.
0: Chinese school. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's mm. another year. And then uh, how did you ended up being a radio announcer in, on, at, at HITS?
1: through a friend actually because um, my friend had been telling me to try out for hits mm-hmm. hitsaba at that time um for like four years and me being mean i procrastinated for four years He was gonna carry on but he was like we need someone now someone's leaving i want your demo in my email by tomorrow afternoon i was like okay fine chill <laughs> <laughs>
0: so <laughs> just, your friend was working yeah wasn't... he was
1: an announcer on hitsaba as well okay yeah, and i i had brought it up multiple times like oh I wonder if I could do it, you know, do you think I should try out? Mm-hmm. But, you know when you don't want to do something, like you just procrastinate? Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah, I, time. I obviously, just like everybody else, I don't like rejection. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I don't apply, they can't reject me. <laughs> so it was just that. So you
0: wait until they have a vacancy, then they, they were desperate, then you go in.
1: And no, I waited until my friend forced me. <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> in my life have been forced.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So when you first got in, like, uh, what happened? Like, did you manage to just nail it?
1: Oh, I definitely wouldn't say that. <laughs> like...
0: I mean, like, I, I want to hear, like, more stories about, like, that period of time. Um, like, is there any, like, funny stories? Is there any moment that you, where you feel, like, embarrassed? Or, like...
1: Of course. Like, okay, you know, like, Hits used to have gotcha calls? hmm So when I joined, I think it was the first month. I don't even know what happened. Somehow I went off air which is obviously a no-no in radio. <laughs> um, and basically it wasn't my fault.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it
1: was something to do with the engineering side. But they used it to try and play a gotcha on me. Mm-hmm. They got the big bosses from from KL to like call me and be like, oh, you know, like, uh, I can't believe you did this. Like they insulted me, like, like saying like um, the manager, I told the manager, you know, like don't hire girls just because they're pretty. I'm
0: oh, just like. Oh, that's sexist. <laughs>
1: yeah so they, they were doing everything they could to try and get a reaction uh-huh. but because it was only my first month okay so i was like yeah i know it's okay like yeah so you know if you want to keep your job um i want you to throw your manager under the bus i want you to say like oh he he said this to you before he did this to you before and like you know then then we can fire him and then you can keep your job and i'm like
0: did you go with it no <laughs>
1: They picked the wrong person. Basically that's why you've never heard the gotcha because it did not go on air. Like I did I gave them nothing.
0: So basically it was just, just fire. I was me. like, Yeah, it's, it's
1: okay. I've only been here for a month. It's all right. Maybe this is not for me. <laughs> They're just like, what the hell? So you the end give of up the so call, easily.
0: You didn't know that it was a prank call.
1: Towards the end I did. Towards because the they end. were trying really, really hard to get a reaction. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was not not fun. Okay. Yeah.
0: So like um how long does it take for you to get used to the the panels and stuff?
1: Um
0: Because for me it's too complicated. Like too many buttons.
1: but that's the thing though, like you don't need all the buttons. Like when but we go on dying. air, it's just like you just press the same few buttons every day. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, I this did... is this is what goes on and off air. This is the one that like to play the sound effects. This is the one for the mic. That's...
0: Oh, I always thought like you have to use every no Definitely not. Or...
1: No. Huh? So now like most I know. of the buttons, like honestly, um we have panic buttons at the side. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've forgotten how to use those. So I've never used them
0: before. What was the product, so basically product, it's like if you for? accidentally
1: swear or and something you don't want to go on air, you can press a button and it dumps it.
0: So dumps it right away. It dumps it right away. Even if it's like during live.
1: Even if it's going live. So it'll just, if you press the button, it'll dump like eight seconds of whatever was about to go in air.
0: Then you just go blank for eight seconds.
1: Uh, no, it'll just like kind of skip.
0: Ah, yeah. Okay. But I don't remember
1: <laughs> which one that is. <laughs> So hopefully I never have to use it.
0: <laughs> so you've never said anything wrong on air before? Mm-mm. Never? Mm-mm. Oh, that's boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, but okay. So like in general, as a person, I don't really swear that much. So it's okay. easier for me to stop things like that going on.
0: <laughs> okay, because yeah. I swear a lot. Mm. I think I it's mean, also training, over some stupid crazy. Like,
1: we're, we're technically told as soon as you step into the studio, you're not allowed to swear. Just in case, because you never know. Like, you know, technology likes to...
0: Online stuff. Yeah. Someone's live streaming.
1: Yeah, no, or like not. sometimes... I do stories. It, it's tech, right? Like, something could go wrong.
0: Mm, like, scary. sometimes it might
1: not say that it's on air, but it is. You know, like, we don't know.
0: So you have been on Hits since which year?
1: Um, I joined Hitsaba in 2016 and then got asked to move to KL in 2018.
0: 2018. Mm-hmm. So two years plus?
1: Uh, I was... On Hit Sabah for one and a half years and like since 2018. So like this is my sixth year in Hit Scale.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what makes you want to move from Sabah to KL? Bigger uh, I've opportunities? always been like that.
1: I think it's because I couldn't move for so long. Like as soon as I got my IC, I had my passport, my driving license. I I'm moved to person. KL <laughs> for two years. Like, yeah, I was gone. So um, I think that's that's one of the things that, It's, it's, you know, everything comes from somewhere, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything you do and every, uh, like whatever thought process you have, it's probably something from childhood or something that happened that maybe you don't even remember anymore, Mm -hmm. but it's always influenced. So I feel like me not being able to go anywhere has influenced my constant need to like go places now.
0: So before you got in your IC, you couldn't even go out of Sattwa?
1: No. I couldn't go anywhere.
0: But you could have used your UK passport, right?
1: I couldn't have a UK passport. I was on my mom's passport as a, as a kid, but I couldn't apply for my own because if I, because Malaysia doesn't recognize dual citizenship, right? So if I had gotten that, like, they, it would have, like, hindered the process even further. Yeah. Wow. It was a very cash 22 situation.
0: So you haven't seen the rest of Malaysia until you're 23? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. But have you been exploring Malaysia ever since? Oh, yeah. we <laughs> have been In- to every single state?
1: I don't know about every single state, but most of them.
0: Okay, Penang for sure. Penang
1: for sure. JB for sure. Mm-hmm, Kelantan. Melaka, Terengganu.
0: Terengganu. Mm-hmm. Sarawak? Yes.
1: Actually came back from Sarawak like last month.
0: Mm. Hmm. For what?
1: For Swifty season, which oh! we'll get into, <laughs> don't worry.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So is there any like... I don't know, because I've I always been like uh, curious about this. Any paranormal activities happen in the studio, studio before?
1: The studio? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been things that have happened before in the studio. I want
0: to hear the tea. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: there's been a few things. I feel like the one that stood out the most was um, when I experienced something and then the drive announcer experienced something and then the night announcer in the same day.
0: Same thing. Oh, like different,
1: uh, was it the same thing? Can't remember is it, whether it was exactly the same, but it was similar enough. But we never spoke to each other about it uh, until it happened, uh, so we all experienced like similar things in the same day.
0: So, both in Hitsaba and KL, or just KL?
1: Um, KL <laughs> Hitsaba. So, the, the difference with, and I think, have you been to Saba? Yeah. So, I think the difference is in Sabah, like, everyone is just there all the time. Like, mm-hmm. the culture shock for me when I moved to Kiel was, like, in Hit Sabah, like, even if your shift ends, you're just in the office. Everyone's just hanging out all the time. Mm-hmm. But when I came over to Hit's here, it's like, everyone just does their own thing and then they go home. Uh, no one's really, like, hanging with each other. No one really sees each other after work.
0: And also, I feel like because Sabah don't have much to do. I right? feel like-
1: it's not like there's like not much to do, it's like and... we do it together, okay. you know, like we, we're always out, mm-hmm. like someone's like out at all hours, you know. So you are
0: saying you're not close with your colleagues in KL? Um, not that Some close. of them,
1: some of them not, but definitely one of the things I noticed when I first came over is no one even offered to take me to lunch, mm. like I didn't even, I barely knew where the cafeteria was and they were just like, okay, we're going for lunch, I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Am I invited <laughs> Let's just say, okay,
1: then. I guess I'll uh, figure it out. Yeah, okay. well, as in, if you go to Kiki, it's like, no one will leave you alone,
0: basically. But I just feel like the people from Sabah or Sarawak, they are more welcoming. Like, because every time when I go there for work, right, mm-hmm. in terms of audience-wise, like, you know, even, like, when I go to restaurants or what's so not, I feel very happy and very easy and you can just be yourself,
2: Whereas in KL, mm. sometimes
0: you go to a restaurant, you have to fight with the waiter yeah. or like call for them to come. have to wait for the longest time. I don't know whether that's a culture thing, but shouldn't be what? We are all Malaysian.
1: I feel like, okay, in East Malaysia, it's definitely more chill. Mm. I guess like things are not as hectic. So, and like here, it's a very work hustle culture. Mm. Whereas like in East Malaysia, it's not so much. It's like, like I said, even if we have work, we do it together. Like, Mm. I've definitely stayed in the office until, like, 10pm, just hanging out.
0: Maybe, like, in East Malaysia, like, they don't treat work as work. Everything has to be fun, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, there has to be an element. Like, even when we have meetings, it's always like, Yamta. You know? It's like, we'll have a meeting in the kopitiam downstairs or we'll go to, like, a cafe. It doesn't Mm. have to be in the office. It doesn't have to be so serious, you know? Uh. Which I get sometimes is a bit difficult. Um, Like, I have gotten, like, comments, like, when people from KL go... Um, to, like, kick in and do work, they do get frustrated because it's too chill. Yeah. Which I totally get. I totally understand. hmm But I feel like there should be some kind of middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, here, it's it was, like, when I first came over it, especially, it's like, I felt like nobody cared that you were there. And I feel like that is a culture. Like, nobody cares.
0: But I guess this is the same problem every big cities has. Mm,
1: yeah. For sure.
0: Especially the capital. Like... People just come here because they wanted more money, more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's always about work. Mm -hmm. And then after work, they just want to hang out with their own friends. They Mm -hmm. don't want to, like, see their colleagues anymore. They don't want them to be reminded of work and stuff like that. So maybe that was... I mean, it's definitely a
1: a big city thing. I think everyone's, like, more stressed here, of course. And everyone's Mm -hmm. just going on. Like, like, I mean, even I do it now. It's like, okay, I gotta go. I got something else to do, you know? Whereas... Um, when I was buying UK, I guess it's not as hectic. There's definitely not as many events. There's not as many, like, side hustle things to do.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah. The, do, you, do, do you ever miss your life back in the UK?
1: I don't really remember life in the UK. Because I moved here when I was seven.
0: But seven is still, like...
1: I don't know. I, nothing, I, nothing. I don't you don't remember
0: anything at all? Not like much. your old house or, like, your child friends. None, nada
1: not that like bits and pieces but not okay. like but also i hadn't been back until last year
0: until last year okay. so my mom
1: had been away from the uk for 25 years yeah
2: hmm. okay so
1: but it was a really weird thing like when i went back to the uk it's like i don't remember anything like none of this is familiar but yet it feels familiar i don't recognize anything but the feeling was familiar
0: so you have a two shows on radio
1: Yeah, so my main one is Hits, Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously based here in Malaysia, but I'm also on air on a syndicated radio station in the
0: US. How did it came about?
1: Uh, So during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, I started hosting these Twitter spaces about Mm -hmm. K-pop with this radio announcer from the US. Mm -hmm. So that went on for like a year or so. And then he'd mentioned it a couple of times that he wanted to start a syndicated radio station. And suddenly there was an opening. He was like, do you want to be my co-host? But we need to like start it now. Right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> again. Again. Right now.
1: <laughs> again, So I was like, sure, why not? Let's just demo it and see how it goes. Mm. So we demoed it. The station that he was pitching liked it. And this is the second year.
0: Mm, so it's like a yearly renewal contract or like a...
1: yeah. I mean, just like like even radio here, it's like contract basis. Like all the announcers are on contracts.
0: But the here is like three years or like um, five?
1: Depending, one or two years. It's okay. never more than two years. Okay. Mm, I think
0: that's a legal thing, but yeah. So what's the show in US called?
1: Uh, the Gluten-Free Radio Show, which is ironic for me. Why? Because <laughs> everything I like is gluten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the show is literally about the things... Yeah, about gluten-free products.
1: No, 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 no. It's just called, it's like, um, so in the US, radio works a little bit differently. Okay. Because um, there's so many radio stations. Like in, in Malaysia, like we have national radio stations. They don't. Mm. Like the most they get is like per state, but most of the time, not even that. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have syndicated shows. So the same show can air like simultaneously or different at any stations. different times in different states. Uh Yeah, so they have different names, like they don't always just put their own name. Okay. Mm. And my co-host is free, so that's where he got the name from.
0: (laughs) But what's the show about?
1: It's just a normal top 40 content show.
0: So any content that's interesting that you guys are like sharing? It's kind of
1: like hits. It's very, very similar. So I definitely cross use a lot of the content as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the topics and like uh, sometimes the interviews and stuff like that.
0: How do you like balance both shows? Like, does the US show take up a lot of time of yours?
1: Um, okay, the US show doesn't take up that much time because it is pre-recorded.
0: Uh. Um,
1: so it's not like I have to be like on hits and I'm sitting there for five hours. But um, of course, I'm recording with my co-host, mm-hmm. and we're a fourteen-hour difference. <laughs> so. <laughs> When I'm at work, he's about to get ready for bed. Mm -hmm. And when he finishes work, it's like five o'clock in the morning for me. So what I have to do is I sacrifice my lunch break. Mm -hmm. So during my, what I usually would go out to get food and everything, like I'll record my other show Mm -hmm. or like on days where, because obviously we have a lot more public holidays in the US. It irritates him so much. He's like, what are you guys celebrating now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, diversity. Diversity.
0: (laughs) <laughs> like gluten-free day <laughs> yeah it's just
1: like we have a lot okay so on days like that I have to wake up especially to do it or sometimes like if we're both gonna have a very busy week we'll record try to record most of it on the weekend mm. or sometimes I stay up late I'm a nightmare anyway so sometimes I'm recording a show at like 2 o'clock in the morning
0: is it like once a week thing or like
1: uh, no it's, it's, it's like a normal show it's like we're on air from Monday to f- Saturday
0: Monday to Saturday yes one hour show
1: Five-hour show.
0: Five-hour yeah. show.
1: Yeah. So we do have to, like, pack all the recording into one session just because our it's very hard to match our schedules.
2: Wow. Mm. That's, it, it
1: can be a lot. It's but a lot. it's also... Luckily, I get on very well, Michael. So it's also always, like, a hangout session. Mm. Like, when we're very busy, it's like, oh, I really can't be bothered to get on right now. But, like, when we're actually doing the show, it's always fun. So. Okay.
0: But do you have to, like, create, like... External content to promote the show?
1: Um, We don't do that much. Because also, like, we don't, like, hype on the fact that I'm not in-country. Uh, because... Um, so
0: the audience doesn't know?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're that into Okay. non-Americans doing shows. So, yeah.
0: But do you ever get to interact with the audience that, that like the show or something? Some
1: of them. Some of them do follow on Instagram, like, DM and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But we don't hype on the fact that... I've never even been to the US. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Do you notice any difference between the show, like the the gluten-free show, and also the hits show? Like, in terms of Mm. concept, in terms of, like, the way you host it, audience behavior, Um, SOP of the station?
1: Their compliance isn't as strict as ours, for sure. Isn't as strict? The things they can talk about is definitely a lot more than ours. So, sometimes you will like, start talking about something I'm like... I think compliance for us is very, like, deeply ingrained at this point. Mm. So every time someone says something or does something, like, it, alarm bells immediately go off. Mm. So sometimes he'll start talking about something, like...
0: You just go silent.
1: Even, like, like, sex or whatever, you know? Like, they can say the word. Like, we cannot. Like, there's no way. Mm. So, like, or alcohol, things like that, like...
0: Smoking so, cigarettes, yeah, anything vaping.
1: They can mention brand names, whereas on like uh Malaysian radio, we can't mention brand names
0: unless versus, they pay so. you money. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> pay the station money.
1: <laughs> yeah, so things like that definitely. Um, the music is a little bit different. Like the celebrities they talk about is a bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have to do your homework though, like the, on the celebrities that they're talking about?
1: Uh, yes and no. Like if it's something that I don't, I'm not really well versed in. Usually, he'll take. The lead. The lead, I'll just like react to it or, you know, Mm. have an opinion or something. But yeah, most of the time, if it's someone I don't know, like the biggest star right now is Morgan Wallen, who's a country star, who we have never played a line of his music on the radio in Malaysia, you know, but he is on par with like Taylor Swift on the charts. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you also have two podcasts. I do. <laughs> one is called the C-word. Mm-hmm. Another one is called What Wahdeba.
1: Wahdeba. Whatdeba Wah is the latest one. Um, it, it's actually the brainchild of um, Michelle, who works in the Astro Newsroom. So she is really big on K-pop. And then she asked if I would be her co-host. So basically, it's kind of like a weekly roundup of the biggest K-pop news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll talk about like other things like... <clears throat> one of the episodes we did was, like, Stan Twitter, which is, like,
0: dangerous territory. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, we do, like, episodes like that, but mostly it's, like, uh, the biggest headlines of the week.
0: Okay. Yeah. But do you have to come up with the idea, um, creation, creativity part of the podcast?
1: That one, not really, because it's kind of just, like, uh, it's kind of, like, hits, but, like, expanded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So
0: you can actually... Share the same materials everywhere. Because I
1: also have a K pop show on hits. So it can kind of cross over as well.
0: Yeah. Because it's gonna take up a lot of your time recording all this stuff, like two shows and also two podcasts.
1: Yeah. I have a problem where I like to take on too many things. It's it it has become a problem. But I enjoy it, that's the problem. But do you even have time time for
0: yourself or your boyfriend? Uh,
1: I mean, I have some time, but I, I find like, okay, I think that's the problem when you enjoy what you do mm. because all the things that I enjoy, like going to concerts or mm-hmm. like hanging out with people, like it's also work. Yeah. You know? So like the lines are very, very, very blurred.
0: But what about hanging out with your friends? Because like going to concert, mm. sometimes you can even get like two tickets maximum, right?
1: Sometimes not even, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's only you yourself. Mm-hmm. So what about, like, balancing your work life and also your personal life, aka, like, for example, like, with your brother or, like, with your close friends?
1: Mm, Well, I see my brother a lot, for sure. Um, With other friends, I try to make time. Like, I'll try to, like, schedule, like, dinners and stuff. Because, okay, luckily, I am also a very energetic person. Mm -hmm. Like, I can go, 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 go. The only problem I have is waking up in the morning. But going to bed, no I can problem. go to bed anytime. It's, it's not a problem. So I can always find time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you work out? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no complaints about that. I, don't, I hate working out. So,
0: <laughs> Like, no exercise at all? N- no. No, no. The tail. running
1: around is exercising <laughs> <lab. laughs>
0: Well, I guess you... you exercise more than... You walk more than any usual you've been
1: person. A, you've been an astro, right? <laughs> yeah. The walk from the car park to the office is like in like From
0: the main door to the cafe, if, if let's say you have a guest coming, so you have to far. like... In, yeah. Welcome them at the main entrance visit the car park there. I get my All steps
1: deep. in, it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And also,
1: like, I really like malls. So... Like what? Malls. Mall shopping malls. So I walk around malls. the malls a lot. And like, we calculated once. Like, if you... Walks around the entire KLCC, which I do, it is, like, 8,000 steps.
0: How often do you go to KLCC?
1: I'm in a mall a lot. Not always KLCC, but, like, I'm in malls.
0: And what do you do walking around? Just window shopping a lot?
1: Yeah, window shopping. I'll just be, like, talking. To okay. My brother or whatever, whoever. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, I guess you that's good enough. i
1: working out, but yeah.
0: And... Um, <laughs> You are also a content creator on your own social media.
1: Mm, and you yeah. don't
0: feel exhausted at all.
1: There are definitely days that I feel exhausted. Um, I think it's the lack of time that stresses me out more than like the actual work. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I always feel like I don't have enough time to do everything. Like the work itself is fine. I enjoy it. But like... Yeah, when you got to record two shows every day and then like maybe I've got a a podcast recording the same day and then I've got like two videos I need to edit. And then we also have to do digital stuff for hits. Like sometimes when it all happens in one day, it can get a bit stressful. Mm -hmm. But like the workload, I'm still okay, I guess.
0: But what do you do to like just decompose and chill and...
1: I don't do that a lot. Yeah. So
0: you don't need... That at all
1: not really like there's definitely days that i feel burnt out
0: like massage facial
1: uh not much
0: netflix unless
1: it's like a content thing uh,
0: what are you made of i don't
1: know <laughs> it's a problem it's a problem i know it's a problem um but yeah I, like most people know I, I don't really know how to chill
0: because for me like whenever i feel stressed out like i feel like it's too much On Mm my mind, I'll just go to the beach and do nothing.
1: See, even at the beach, I'm filming something. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Filming what, the surfers?
1: The sunset, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Well, yeah,
1: but I am very high energy and I'm definitely very much an extrovert. And I I noticed this, especially during the pandemic. Like, um, I get my energy from being around people.
0: Mm. but when when you're by yourself what do you do
1: I was always tired during the pandemic during lockdown Mm -hmm. I was always tired because I didn't see anyone but as soon as we got back it was when we got back to the studio and I started hanging out with people again that's when I realised like you know what I need to be around people Mm. Mm. I can't solo travel I bore myself so much I cannot
0: (laughs) I'm the complete opposite of you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like my life was perfect during pandemic.
1: Oh my God.
0: And I can do solo traveling all the time, anytime.
1: Are you an introvert? Yes. I Did, you, tell? did you did you do know the MBTI test?
0: Yes, recently I just did one. Mine is I-N-F-J slash T.
1: I don't remember. I think mine is E-S-F-P or something like that. But it's basically the entertainer. And my extrovert was like 78%. <laughs>
0: 78, <laughs> yeah. that's quite high though.
1: Yeah, so that explains a lot.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so are all your friends like extroverted?
1: No, I got a lot of introverted friends. Mm. But, but saying like I like to be around people, I, li- I also like a lot of one-on-one time. So mm. that's why I got a lot of introverted friends. So when I spend time with my friends, it's like one-on-one or like very small groups.
0: But usually the introverted people, like they don't speak much. They just listen to you.
1: My introverted friends speak a lot when you get them alone. Really? Yeah.
0: I probably need like a couple of drinks before I can open up.
1: I also don't drink. You don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol or coffee.
0: Imagine if you drink. Yeah,
1: I think coffee. that's why. Because <laughs> like you know you 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 don't need it.
0: <laughs> what about dessert? I love dessert. Yeah, I'm probably from yeah. desserts because yeah. like sugars.
1: I am like the boba queen, so. Boba. Yeah, I can have boba every day.
0: Oh, have you seen the video about like someone drinking boba, two cups of boba every day?
1: Okay, I don't drink two cups. I have a little bit of self-control, a little bit. So like but I have
0: twice a week?
1: No, I, I definitely can go once a day. I try to stop, but you know. Okay,
0: but with the actual boba or just the drink itself? It like the- has to have
1: boba. As soon as the boba is done, I throw away the drink.
0: Then you just buy the book.
1: I can hear I can hear the, oh, at the back of me. You know? like...
0: So you are also a Swifty.
1: Big time Swifty, yeah.
0: So uh, how crazy are you about Taylor Swift?
1: Uh, I feel like at this point, Taylor Swift is my personality. Like, don't ask anyone around me about Taylor Swift because they're already sick of it.
0: They're already sick of it. So when did you start liking Taylor Swift?
1: Um... It was definitely the love story music video.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wasn't as obsessed at that point, obviously, but I think throughout the years it's just grown and grown and grown.
0: Was it like a love at first sight? Like you, you like the song first and then you check out the music video? Or no, like you, you it watch the, the music, music video, video first? first. Then I you-
1: remember seeing it on TV and I was like,
0: <sighs> it's my aesthetic.
1: <laughs> as this just like, child.
0: <laughs> so, ever since, how many Taylor Swift concerts have you been to?
1: None. 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 Okay. I'm so sad. But I am going, going to, Aristotle. to three.
0: Aristotle. We don't need to. I don't know
1: why. People think I'm crazy. We have to
0: announce it. You, have to, you should be proud.
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to. Like most of the time, I've been able to compose myself through all the celebrity interviews for radio and stuff.
0: But this is Taylor Swift.
1: You were there the time that I lost it. Wait. I've lost it once when I met a celebrity. James. No. Sean Mendes (laughs) so that was like the non-professional setting that I met Sean Mendes and I just like
0: but also because he's like super friendly
1: I don't even know do you even know what happened when I met him I walked in they opened the curtain Mm -hmm. I saw him I froze I went and I said hi I took a photo thank you and then I left
0: that's it (laughs) that's it oh I've done more than you
1: I, I said hi, so hi. I saw
0: you me. a few times, and then he gave me a hug, and then we took the photo. I say thank you. Hope to see you soon, and no. then I get out.
1: No. That's why. That's why. From then on, I was like, you know what? Every time I meet someone, it needs to be. I need to be in my professional mindset. Like this isn't an interview. This is work.
0: But when, I when you can get to the meet her on the street, it's... if
1: I meet her on the stream, i be in completely different situation. You probably
0: feel faint. It might be, <laughs> it
1: might be bad. <laughs> then you lost the
0: whole moment. Yeah.
1: It was like. People always ask, like, oh, how do you like, keep yourself calm during celebrity interviews? It's like, I guess because it's work. But like internally, I'm the biggest fangirl ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I will lose it.
0: <laughs> but you have to like start to put this in your mind though. What if you really get to see her and then you <laughs> lost the moment, you're probably going to hate yourself for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I need to prepare myself and manifest that it actually happens. And
0: do a lot of rehearsals in front of the the mirror. (laughs) I will try. (laughs) At least, like, memorize the things you want to say to her.
1: I mean, like, interview bucket list, everything is definitely tailored. I'm just waiting for the... I doubt Eris tour, like, any interviews will happen. But hopefully, after that.
0: It's good not just to say hi Mm, and get a picture. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, not everyone can get that. And what's your favorite thing about Taylor Swift?
1: For me, it was always the her songwriting. Mm-hmm. And I think what made me like a huge Swifty was the fact that for some reason, her albums always coincided with things that were happening in my life. Mm-hmm. So like for, when she drops Red, for instance, like the songs, what she was going through in the songs that she was writing about was exactly what I was going through. So it was like very relatable for me. And then after that, like, 1989, Lover, like, it, it all coincided, like, kind of perfectly with my timeline.
0: So you so feel like that's... you're living the same life's wavelength as Taylor Swift?
1: It's like she put my feelings into words.
0: She, f- yeah. she forecasts your future.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Maybe it was just, like, making my life based on an album. I don't know. But, yeah, and I, when I was younger, I... Was really into writing as well, and I like the way she is able to put things into words and like you know the the way she describes things.
0: Do so you feel like her songs kind of help you through your life, sort of?
1: Yeah, and I I just feel like the way she puts things in lyrics is very beautiful. It's like very poetic, mm-hmm. and I like that kind of thing.
0: So for me, the one thing I like about her, it's like if you listen to a song, you sort of know what her life is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sort of get the picture because in the songs she described very vividly like what act- mm-hmm. what actually happened.
1: Yeah. But I also like like how she can play with words. Like, um, there's a song um called August. Mm-hmm. And you know, when she says, Meet me Meet me behind the mall, like you can just take it as face value. But also it's about um these two people that are dating maybe their friends don't know so also the same line is like meet me behind them all so she does that a lot with her words and Mm -hmm. it's just something like I I I like a lot and I like it when I like hear songs like that for the first time like I don't know are you a Swifty do you listen to I
0: listen to her songs but I'm not like a okay you
1: should listen to Maroon and then go through the lyrics and then you'll see like I think Maroon is, is a song that you can really tell how she plays with words
0: Okay, I'll check yeah. it out.
1: Um, but what's
0: your thought about marriage first?
1: I'm not really bothered about marriage, to be honest with you. Okay. Like,
0: so you never dream of wearing a wedding dress? Never ever? Yeah.
1: So I always say, like, I want the wedding, but I don't really care about the marriage. <laughs> like, I want to wear the wedding dress. You want, I the, want the ceremony, dress, want but the party. You, you
0: don't want the... You want the party, but you don't want... You want the after yeah. party. You don't want the <laughs> yeah. wedding. Yeah. Sort of. I,
1: I want to wear the pretty dress, basically. <laughs> I want the dress. I want the...
0: But the, you don't want the I do, you the do flowers. and then kiss thing.
1: Yeah, not even bothered, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But I always say if somebody... Like, okay, you, you know you see those videos of people proposing at a Taylor Swift concert. Mm-hmm. If somebody proposed to me at a Taylor Swift concert, I'd be so upset. It's like, you are ruining my moment. <laughs> this is not about you. This but is about again, me and Taylor.
0: But then again, you probably get Taylor Swift's attention.
1: I think so many people have done it though. And like, if you do it in the crowd, like, hello, like she's singing love story. It's not about you.
0: (laughs) But what if you got Taylor Swift's attention and then she actually like, you know, passed the mic to the guy (sighs) and he proposed to you? Mm. No. Mm. Okay. No.
1: But also I feel like, okay, I don't. I don't think proposing at your favourite artist concert is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Some people might like it. I don't know. But personally, I feel like if somebody did that, I would say no just because I feel like you don't know me enough. Mm. If you think proposing to me at a Taylor Swift concert is going to make me happy, that means you don't know anything about me. And we should not be getting married because we obviously don't know each other.
0: Okay, let me switch it up. What if he proposed to you after the concert? he bought you the ticket the most expensive one and then pay for the whole thing
1: as he should Uh, should. (laughs) um still no after the concert maybe but i still feel like find your own special day don't ride on another like i hate people who propose during birthdays on valentine's day on christmas like find a different day this is we're already celebrating this day
0: so you just want to add one more day for celebration? Yes,
1: like you don't get to like be a cheapskate on the presents, okay? You still need to buy me both a Christmas egg.
0: Very nice. Take note, <laughs> future husband.
1: <laughs> they should know what they're signing up for if they're going to
0: propose. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure they know. Um, so, what does it take to be a swifty? It looks like fun, but also like a, it seems like it's a lot. So, take up a lot yes. of your time.
1: Well, it takes up a lot of my time now because um, I am part of the the group of people that organize uh, organize comedy, the events. Like, okay. Yeah, so we do this thing called Swifty Season, and in one year we've organized like seven events. So, it never meant to again.
0: So, what kind of events? Like just like hanging out, or like?
1: Um. So they're fan events, and it's like we basically get together and, like, sing along. There's best dressed. Everyone dresses up in their best, like, Swifty outfits. And it's just, like, a space where it's a safe space for fans, basically. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, sometimes when you like things like this or you want to sing along to songs like this, like, in public, people are going to judge you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't have friends who like the same kind of music or whatever. So it's a it's a place where um, Swifties can just gather and have fun. It never It was never meant to be this big. It okay. was literally supposed to just be an event. It started before me. So the founder of the fan page, Swift Malaysia, Joe, he started doing fan meetups in like cafes, max 100 people. We decided to do one. Well, he decided to do one. and He asked me to be part of it. And he was like, let's aim for 300 people. I was like, that's a bit ambitious. 15,000 people tried to sign up for tickets.
0: 15,000?
1: 15, 15,000. Google forms crashed. We had to start using actual ticket
0: Ticketed, uh, uh,
1: websites and stuff.
0: Okay.
1: It crashed. Like, End up we had to do two nights in Rex KL. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 600 people, 600 people. For a lot. Flight. It was a lot. And then on stage, he said, oh, this was so much fun. You know, Thank you guys for coming. We'll organize another one where she drops a new album. She announced the next album the next day. <laughs> so, within two months, we were doing another one. Okay. And then she announced tour. <laughs> <So laughs> and then
0: another one. So then we started
1: doing another one. So, yeah, that's why um, earlier on I told you i just come back from Kuching. We did our very first um, Malaysian Eros tour. So we went to Kuching and to KK. Mm. That was really great.
0: How many days was that?
1: Um, one day in Kuching and one day in KK. We decided we we're only going to do like one Okay. Because it's very tiring to do two. The first one we did two days in a row. The second one we did two sessions in one day, and we were dead. It was so tiring. Um. So now we 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 try to make sure it's only one session.
0: Mm. But it so was a lot of fun. Do you guys have to ever uh, settle any dispute amongst the fans or like? A-
1: um really so far we've been okay i think um the first stop the chaos stop of the aeros was a bit messier because a lot of non-regulars w- came mm-hmm. so like but usually it's mostly the same group so we have like a telegram group as well and the telegram group has like six almost seven thousand people so everyone knows what's going on everyone knows the vibe everyone knows you know what to expect but when you get obviously when the event becomes too big and you get outsiders coming in the definitely were more problems. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too bad.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah.
1: Cuz the last one the the one we did in Kiel was 1600 people.
0: <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> crazy.
1: So if are crazy, I've come to realize that like I I cannot deny anymore. We are crazy, but we have a lot of fun. And what is life if not fun?
0: Yeah. But I guess you guys are really enjoying being a swifty that's why
1: yeah i mean if you want to come and experience it we're doing one for 1989
0: <laughs> i can but i don't know what to expect though But we, it's but, very loud but will they bash me for not like knowing all the oh no no no, no. And stuff? Not, no no
1: we've we've got gained a lot of new swifties from these events because like people like my brother used to be a taylor swift hater hater not even I'm not a hater but my brother was now he, now he's
0: super okay. swifty if anything would happen to me I'd say like I'm under Calista's <laughs> protection
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll protect you don't worry <laughs>
0: uh, so th- does being a swifty make you more in touch with pop news like
1: <laughs> um
0: or with or without being a swifty you already yeah
1: are... I like I said earlier I'm, I'm definitely pop girly through and through like even before radio like I love following the award shows and I just love pop culture I love pop culture more than I love like the pop music
0: Okay. Yeah. What about K-pop?
1: K-pop's new to me. Uh it was definitely something that started during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, and but it's the same though. Like I'm not very well versed with K-pop in general, but I'm a fan of the fandom culture. Mm. Like I'm a fan of the fans. Like I because they're very much like Swifties, they're very passionate. They do a lot for, like, the artists that they like. Mm-hmm. They, you know, learn a lot. They, they do so many events for them. Like, they'll celebrate their birthdays. They'll, like, do charity events on behalf or in the name of the artist. And I just like seeing people who are passionate about things. But other than that, it's just people doing things for things they love. Yeah. And, like, I think when you grow older, a lot of people look down on fangirls or fanboys. But it's like... If, you're, if you can be this passionate about someone that you don't know, you can definitely be this passionate about other things in your life. And I think that it translates.
0: Like a wedding. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and um, do you have any advice to people that wanted to be like you? You know, a Swifty, a radio announcer, podcaster, influence, influencer?
1: My advice would definitely be don't take on too much at the same time
0: are you telling yourself learn from my mistakes
1: (laughs) (laughs) um it is a lot of fun but i feel like it's an industry that it is very easy for you to get carried away Mm -hmm. which is something that i've been working on like there are definitely people who know this because i put out a csa on the radio um for three years straight about not going to bed early and not getting enough sleep it's been something i've been trying to work on for the past three years i have not succeeded yet it's okay My failure can be your success. Learn the lesson. Um, But if you want to get into the industry, definitely practice and don't don't say no to things that you think you won't like. Because Mm. that was me with radio. Mm. Like, I had stage fright. I would never have thought, like, talking for a living would be a thing. But now it's, like, my entire life.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. But throw back, what, six years ago? I would never have imagined that like, this would even happen at all.
0: Never say ever.
1: Yeah. So I always like tell people, like if there's an opportunity, just try. Like You never know what could come out of it.
0: I mean, it's like in my case, I never thought I would host something in English. I even be in a Malay drama series because mm-hmm. my entire life, like from uh, a baby until I was in uni, I couldn't converse in Bahasa or English. Until I was 24.
1: I remember five. you telling me about this. Like, you yeah. never... You, you weren't really, like,
0: that comfortable. I can only speak Chinese, Mandarin. Yeah. Like, not even, like, other dialects.
1: So how did you get into the Malayu scene?
0: I just tried. And practice then I the learned and practiced the language. Interesting. So I guess never try, never know. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much. <laughs> thank uh, you, Thank always. you so much for dropping by. And... um Thank you so much for tuning in also. Uh, don't forget our new episode will be out every by Wednesday 9pm on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music and we'll see you next time.